Hello, disruptors, innovators, and supply chain enthusiasts. I'm Lee Allison. And I'm Tara Bonetta. Welcome to AI and Supply, empowering change through disruptive innovation. The podcast where we'll unravel the untold stories behind the fusion of artificial intelligence and the supply chain. So buckle up, disruptors. The future of industrial distribution is now, and you're at the forefront. Get ready for AI and Supply, empowering change through disruptive innovation. Let's get this journey going. Welcome back, listeners. I'm so grateful to be with you. In fact, it is Thankful Thursday, and I'm thankful for so many things. I'm thankful for you. And most of all, I'm grateful for my family, my faith in Jesus Christ, and that I grew up and raised my family in a free country. I really pray that we can preserve that for future generations. We live in a world of miracles, and we take so much for granted. While all of our abundance just seems like it always was and always will be, it wasn't always, and it isn't guaranteed to always be and remain. I definitely hope we can all appreciate what we have and continue to pray and work for its preservation. Unfortunately, Tara can't be with us today. Please remember her also in your prayers as she cares for her family. So I will be your sole host today for AI and Supply, and I've chosen to share two recent news items, and these are situated in the media and the retail sector. I want to use them to illustrate and discuss how AI is impacting our relationships and our trust and interactions with one another, and then possibly discuss a few recommendations for addressing this. So let's get started. First of all, this comes from Futurism, and this is an article written by Maggie Harrison Dupree. And the title of her story is Sports Illustrated Published Articles by Fake AI-Generated Writers. We asked them about it, and they deleted everything. And I will put a link to her article in the show notes, page. I'm just going to put this in, let the author speak in her own words. There was nothing in Drew Ortiz's author biography at Sports Illustrated to suggest that he was anything other than human. Drew has spent much of his life outdoor and is excited to guide you through his never-ending list of the best products to keep you from falling to the perils of nature. Nowadays, there's rarely a weekend that goes by where Drew isn't out camping, hiking, or just back on his parents' farm. The only problem, outside of Sports Illustrated, Drew Ortiz doesn't seem to exist. He has no social media presence and no publishing history. And even more strangely, his profile photo on Sports Illustrated is for sale on a website that sells AI-generated headshots where he's described as neutral, white young adult male with short brown hair and blue eyes. Ortiz wasn't the only AI-generated author published by Sports Illustrated, according to some folks that were working with the organization who asked to be and remain anonymous to protect themselves from work repercussions. These whistleblowers, if you will, revealed that there was actually a lot of AI-generated content While the company claimed that it wasn't, these insiders said that almost all of it was AI-generated and that a host of these fake bylines were being used at Sports Illustrated. That's not the end of the Sports Illustrated debacle. They're facing more turmoil as 
the media company responsible for publishing the magazine has lost the license to do so. And this development left the future of this title hanging in the balance. Sports Illustrated is known for its in-depth sports journalism. The magazine has been a premier title in American sports since its launch in 1954. Its covers are highly coveted by athletes, and its swimsuit issues were known to spark conversations across the nation. However, like many other print publications, Sports Illustrated has faced challenges as readers and advertisers have moved their attention online. Trouble began brewing when the publisher responsible for Sports Illustrated missed a $3.75 million payment. And in response, Authentic Brands Group, known for reviving struggling brands, warned Arena of their intent to cancel the licensing agreement. Talks between the two are ongoing, but there's a significant amount of uncertainty about the magazine's future. And Sports Illustrated staff members have been given grim warnings about mass layoffs. And this ongoing situation has left many questioning the fate of the beloved magazine and the impact on its dedicated fans and readers. Next, let's turn our attentions to the world of fashion. Viral clothing brand Selkie is facing intense backlash after revelations that it incorporated AI-generated art into its new clothing collection, this move has left fans disappointed and questioning the brand's ethical values and their design choices. Just this week, Selkie unveiled the much-anticipated Home is Where the Heart Is collection, and this was the collection for their Valentine's Day 2024 line, and they sh began by sharing a glimpse of it on Instagram. But the excitement quickly took a turn, and disappointed Sharbide fans brought to the attention of the Selkie brand that they noticed something unusual in the illustrations. Uh, Fluffy Poppy seemed to have extra toes, and so the dog had more toes than the usual dog. And when pressed, Selkie admitted to using a blend of vintage art, AI, and computer painting to create the images for the Valentine's Day collection. I think they call this hallucination. Anyway, despite acknowledging the controversial nature of the AI technology, the founder of Selkie, Kimberly Gordon, defended her decision, saying that she just believed AI was simply another tool in her toolkit, if you will, or on her artist palette. However, this explanation was insufficient and it did not sit well with her fans who had admired Selkie's commitment to ethical manufacturing and imaginative clothing designs. Critics continued to take to social media to express their disappointment, and one questioned whether Selkie wanted to be associated with the theft and exploitation of workers. In response to the widespread criticism, Selkie limited comments on the Valentine's Day Instagram, but continued to face scrutiny on other platforms. Now, this revelation has shaken Selkie's carefully cultivated fairy tale fantasy image. The Selkie brand is whimsical and romantic and harkens back to Nordic kind of feel and vibe. And the line is quite expensive. Selkie has various ethical stances on responsible sourcing, also complete inclusivity in terms of ranges so super small sizes all the way up to larger sizes than are typically carried at retail and these fans began to question all of those stances that Selkie had not just the quality of their artistic offerings the revelation has shaken this 
image that they have worked so hard to curate and craft. And many of the fans feel like the brand has cheapened its image by resorting to generative AI art, particularly given these expensive prices that they charge for their clothing. Now, despite the overwhelming negative response, Selkie maintains that exploring AI as a creative medium is just a way to explore her art and to reach out into other areas and other mediums. At the same time, the controversy continues to raise questions about the role of AI in the creative process, in creative industries, and also the ethical implications of using AI-generated art and content. As generative AI tools become more sophisticated, the debate over their use will only continue to intensify across all creative fields, even more mundane fields like business and other kinds of day-to-day -day interactions that we have. While some see AI as a tool to enhance art, others arguably find that it is leading to the displacement of human artists, and it also continues to spark these ethical debates. Founder Kimberly Gordon has noted and promised her fans that she will not continue to use AI-generated images in her future collections, but she remains open to continue to explore AI with her personal art. Now, this whole debate and issue is going to continue to evolve, and it's going to also be bringing up more questions about regulation, also about compensating our artists properly. And this kind of harkens back to things that we've mentioned previously about OpenAI and their talks with content creators at the New York Times. Well, I've shared these two stories to kind of get to this idea that I want to share what are the public's opinions on these things? A recent poll was conducted by the AI Policy Institute, or AIPI, and this gives us some insight into what's on the typical person's mind related to how AI-generated content is being used and then how it's being presented as if it were created by humans. And so the poll queried 1,222 Americans about their views, and they specifically referenced the Sports Illustrated issue about using AI to write the articles and then assign fake bylines to these articles. An overwhelming 80% of respondents believe that presenting AI-generated content as human-made should be illegal. Okay, so I'm going to read that one more time. 80% of respondents believe presenting AI-generated content as human-made should be illegal. So just think about that for a moment. When you say that something should be illegal, what you're really saying is you should either go to jail for it as a punishment, or your personal property should be taken from you, or you should be forced, coerced to giving up some of your personal property as a fine or some kind of other punishment if you want to make it illegal. And think of all of the things that are using AI right, right now. Everything. Canva is creating content for social media posts. Canva is creating content for flyers, for, I, I mean, you name it, anything, letterheads. There's AI content for photography. There's AI content for artwork. There's AI content for music. There's AI content for 
personalities to chat with you, fake psychologists, all of these things, right? And so it's interesting that overwhelmingly people are saying, I mean, I don't know if they really think about what it means to say that something should be illegal, but 80% of respondents believe that presenting AI-generated content as human-made should be illegal. I guess I should share this with my students, possibly, because I definitely don't think that they would agree with that. And then I guess I would also say, while we have maintained that we do use AI to help create this podcast, for example, so all of the artwork was created using AI, the music was created using AI, AI is used to help edit the podcast. So people are using AI constantly for everything. And while while we're open about that, we don't tag everything. We don't put a watermark on it or anything like that. And so I, I think this is interesting. And on top of the 80% who think it should be illegal, 84% of participants considered the use of AI to write stories and assign them fake bylines as unethical. The poll also inquired about the necessity of disclosing and watermarking content, and the responses there were less clear. But in any case, these polls suggest that there is strong public sentiment about AI technology and how it's being used, and largely consumers want transparency and disclosure. I mean, if we just take this poll as a guide. And so the overwhelming um, feeling and sentiment of the people who participated in this poll, I think should really make us start thinking about how we're going to manage this process. Because as I say, I think it's pretty strong to say that you want to put someone in jail or find them for creating content that uses AI. In some sense, I do think that I can definitely see the customer's point. I can understand, well, she was just exploring the art, maybe trying to make it better or different or more unique. And on the other hand, they thought they were having a relationship really with someone who was providing them with custom-made designs and her artistry, not just the clothing itself. So I can see both sides of that. But again, I think the fact that these polls indicate that there's such strong feelings about it, that we really need to think about how we're deploying AI, how we're going to specifically relate to people that we're using it and when we are using it and things like that. I think definitely more transparency is called for. That'd be the first recommendation. I think being clear about what you're using it for and what processes you're using it for is probably a good starting point. And then I think engaging the customers is going to be critical. So have the conversation with them about what their expectations are, what they are okay with and what they're not, and then make sure that you're clear about how you're meeting those expectations. Then definitely pay more attention to any kind of ethical value statements that you have. Make sure that you are performing on them. So under-promising and over-delivering on those in order to make sure that your brand is tightly aligned to these ethical values. And then I guess join in the conversation as well to help advocate for clearer guidelines. I don't know about regulations, about your artistry, but uh, clear guidelines in terms of how you're going to relate this and share this with your customers and with the world. 
especially also when you're using any or if you are using any kind of copyrighted material and how you plan to deal with that ethically and perhaps provide artist compensation for that. Also, kind of like the sulky artists seem to be, be open to feedback. So take take the input of your customers and the people that you work with and make sure that you're adapting to any kind of changing ethical standards and customer expectations in an open and shared collaborative way. And then finally, just make sure to the best that you can that you are consistently maintaining that brand integrity by tightly aligning all of the actions that you're taking with the brand's values. And I think, you know, clearly these these are two examples of how you can betray and lose trust by engaging the technology in ways that your customers are not comfortable with. I think that if you follow these recommendations, at least it will help you navigate this ever-changing landscape of the merging, I guess, of ethics with technology. And at the same time, hopefully you can maintain your trusted relationships with your customers, satisfy their needs and meet all of their ethical expectations. And with that, I'm going to close this episode out of AI and Supply. Thank you for joining me. And I look forward to being with you again. And I also look forward to having Tara return to the show. Take care. Peace. All right, guys, that is going to be it for tonight or today or this afternoon. We are so thankful that you have spent your time with us listening to us talk about AI and the supply chain. See you soon, guys. Thanks so much. Peace. Bye.